disappointed. You got you supposed to be happy you sitting there with Kid L. Why are you mad? The Kid L podcast. Okay, okay. Right. Z is in the building. What's going on with you, my boy? What's good with you? Chilling, man. Uh, first of all, I gotta. I mean, I gotta shout out the fit. You know what I'm saying? We low key kind of matching. I ain't gonna we, lie to you, man. We got the purple. We yeah. just knew purple, purple was today. And pink. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't see her shoes either, but her shoes look like painted uh, on, kind of like. It's they painted on. These are Damien's her son made these. Well, he painted them. He did like a 500 each color or some shit. But these products. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, he, he, you know, the, the American cover. You just, you know what I'm saying? He put like a cover over him and some crazy shit. That's wild. How do you get your fashion sense, bro? Uh, just like growing up, uh, we didn't really have shit, so I used to go to the thrift a lot. So I would have to find fits like colors matching up and shit. And then I'm an artist and shit, so I feel like I can I put colors together good. So yeah, I feel like that's where it come from. Can you pull on that microphone a little bit? Pull on. Yeah, you can just pull it towards you. Yeah, right, got right. you, got you, got you. Uh, talk a little bit about yourself, bro. Are you from Detroit? From Detroit, West Side, West Warren area. I moved around a lot, but mostly stayed on West Warren and shit. But, um, yeah, uh, artist and uh, musician. When I say artist, I mean, like, you know, fine art, like paintings and shit like that, sculptures, uh, digital work, but... That's kind of like what I'm known for uh, outside of music. Like, it's like my bag. You know? Just being multi talented and creative. Yeah. Yep. When you're in Detroit, you know, if I go to Detroit right now, just to be real, I would not probably see one person that looks like you. Hell no. Yeah. I'm, I, and yeah, because I, I just stick out. But that's why I be inside. When you were growing up in Detroit, was it a day one experience of knowing like you just feel different than what their normal routine was? Yeah, it started off as like uh, not being able to do certain shit that other people was doing, um, just because like the way I grew up, it's like that's all I seen. So I was kind of like, when I got my chance to do my shit, I just was like anti everything. So kind of make kind of form my style and shit. Forming it like through just inspiration of watching what you're seeing on TV and in the music scene and stuff like that. No, I just like I would try to find. I would I would just make my own shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I just like try to create my own world and shit. Cause I was just kind of like tired of like the shit that was handed to me. So I just like it kind of like was a forced thing, and then it just became a style for myself. Yeah, so. I noticed a lot of artists don't like to talk about actually like growing up in Detroit in specifics or in details or anything like that. We don't have to do that, but like can you kinda walk us through just like how you feel like you were growing up in Detroit a little bit. Just like uh the kind of the groups you were around and like how you kind of formed your own groups or however you did anything growing up in Detroit. Shit, um I went to uh Gardner Elementary, then I went to Rutherman. Then Cody, ninth grade. Then I went to uh, DSA for uh, 11th and 12th grade. So, like, throughout that whole little shit, basically, first three schools, that's, like, in my neighborhood and shit. That's my hood. So, for the most part, we ain't really have shit, like, that was artistic in those schools. And that was what I was into, like, drawing and shit when I was younger. So, I had kind of, like, I applied myself to go to DSA, which is an art school. And from that point on and shit, it's like 
when I got into the school, like, I just literally went up there and, like, applied myself. My mom didn't even know where I was going, like, <laughs> for the first year and shit. Until I got suspended, that's when she found out. But, like, my 10th, 11th grade year, like, I just usually, I just leave the crib. I wouldn't come home the late. I just find my way, like, through music going downtown, <laughs> doing, like, little fucking um, open mics and all type of shit on the weekends. Like, we had this little cypher shit at Bob's Classic Kicks. I would go to every weekend, have my raps roll and shit. They would record this. Just, like, not wanting to be at home, so I just, like, forced myself into extracurricular activities and shit. So that's what, I mean, if you you from Detroit, you know, it's like, and you around my age group, you know it wasn't shit for us to do but hustle, you know what I'm saying? It's like that all we had is how all we really got is the streets. It wasn't, like, really much to do. Yeah. So I had to find my way. Just to you know, make music and shit. And then, uh, you know, you're going to the creative end, obviously, to express whatever you need to express or you ever need to do what your interests are. It's in the creative end of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew that was what it was about. What year were we roughly talking about when you're graduating high school and kind of breaking? 2011. Like, yeah. So when you're out of school, what's like the first steps you're taking? Like, are you going like I'm independent? I'm going to be a creative, or like what steps did you take? Man, I try. I try to uh, keep a little job and shit. <laughs> Like, flipping chicken and shit like that, but that shit didn't last long because I, I wanted to rap so bad, so eventually, like, got back into, like, streetways and shit, had my little bag, you know, just to keep me some, you know, food, for, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really trying to buy no clothes. Like, all my homies, they was really, you know what I'm saying, going crazy with the hustling and shit. I was just trying to eat. And rap, you know what I'm saying? If I could get on the bus and go downtown, you know what I'm saying, do the little little open mics or uh, what you call kickback shows and shit, I was good with that. But I just stayed on it and shit, and eventually I started going on tours and shit. I, I say, like, three years after I graduated, started my went going on tours like with niggas like Danny Brown and shit. I, I, I've been touring since, like, 2012, 2013, so... Talk about the singles that helped get you to the point where you're touring with people like Danny Brown. It wasn't really too much single. I just like had a little buzz, like because I would be, I'm like, I was so adamant. I would always be rapping at every event. So like he eventually got wind of it and shit. Cause like in that scene, he he like he had that shit. Like he knew everybody that was doing something. So like eventually people started talking and shit. So it wasn't really no singles and nothing like that. I didn't. I wasn't one of them niggas that put out music and blew off a single. I put out one project, but it wasn't like, that's what got me on. It was my work ethic, you know, and my performance. Like, and people just kept talking about it. It wasn't like, it wasn't no big single. Like, like how shit going today, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like, the internet wasn't like the shit that gets you on, you know what I'm saying? It was like, for me, it was like, people had to see you, so. You had to, did you have to like tell your friends and everybody at that time, you're performing somewhere, and it was almost like a Facebook flyer. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't, I ain't never really have that many friends like that. I didn't like. I didn't like the niggas that was in my age group and shit. Them niggas was like in the street. They was hustling and shit. So, like, I had like two or three friends, and they would be doing that. They they didn't, they already seen me in the crib or like they already knew what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So I really didn't have to tell them. And I didn't give a fuck about anybody else. I made friends like. Like, I never really hung around niggas. I don't hang around niggas my age and none of that shit. Like, I never did that. So it was like, it was almost like they just seen me, like, grinding and grinding and grinding. I remember just being 
at their cribs, like, bro, just tell them, like, I'm going on tour one day, I'm going on tour one day, and then when I finally did it, it was like, niggas was getting locked up, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was like, I just be thinking about those days, like, damn, I was starving like a motherfucker, but if I would've did the, some of the same shit them niggas would've did, I would've been either dead or locked up, like, because a lot of my niggas got, you know what I'm saying, shot, died, you know what I'm saying? Bowed it. Them niggas is on the con air. Got shipped away. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Cause, you know what I'm saying? Shit was just like, you know how young niggas is. Everybody wanted to be fly, flashy and shit. I really didn't, that wasn't really my um, main focus at that time. It was just like, get my name out there like with music. When you're going to open mics and you're doing these shows and performances and stuff, you're just building, like, a genuine fan base over time. Yeah, people just like to see me perform and shit. And I was funny and shit. Well, I'm I'm still funny, but I was funny, so motherfuckers like to see me perform. So I feel like that's what really, like, people gravitated to. What were the main places that you were at? Huh? What were the main places that you were like, at? Like, doing these little pop-ups and yeah. shit? You ever heard a place called Bob Classic Kicks? Mm-mm. You ever heard of some shit called The Air Up There? What's Man, that? it's like Detroit Underground shit. Like, <laughs> it was like, uh, shit, I, let me see what other. It was just like the kickback. It was like they had a couple parties doing called the kickback that they would do. It was like anything that was like, anything that niggas could go perform at, I was there. Like, really? And eventually, like, I started opening it up at the Magic Stick, and, which is majestic, like the upstairs and, yeah. and where else? The marble bars and shit like that. Like, men, like you know what I'm saying? After our Detroit rave scenes, all that shit. Yeah, I remember my friend telling me about one of those places. He's like, yeah, he's like, um, he's like, if you ever want alcohol at those places that serve no alcohol, you just ask for a Coke with no ice. And then they fucking give you, they'll like pull something out in the back. I was like, yeah. that's some underground shit, man. Yeah, it it's funny because, like, I was talking to a homie the other, other day. It's like now they trying to capitalize off all that underground shit, but that shit used to be a secret. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers just would be, you know what I'm saying? You would nobody really would know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now niggas is on it, onto this shit, and it's just it's kind of funny. And they're figuring out how to capitalize like the profit hmm? off of it. They're figuring out how to make money off yeah, of it. Yeah, they they got a little, they got all these little names for this shit. I'm like, dog, this shit crazy. <laughs> but it's cool to be dog. But I'm like, this shit crazy. Now they like, like it's like a. They posting about it and this shit. I'm like, dog, they niggas didn't even talk talk about that shit. Right. It's kinda like if you're an ABC or you're not supposed to go on podcasts or yeah. interviews and stuff and talk about everything. Yeah, I always hung around older niggas, so it was like I wouldn't know about that shit. Like the niggas I hung around with, they didn't know nothing, nothing about none of that. Like we used to be in the crib listening to Chief Keith. You know what I'm saying? Like Dope Boys Cash Out. That's what we used to be listening to. So we they didn't know nothing about that shit. When I bring them around, they be like Man, who was all these white people? You know what I'm saying? Like, I be scaring the homies and shit. <laughs> They're like, this nigga weird. That's yeah. That must have been like a that must have been a sucky moment to figure out that like the man. I was weird so long. I got I was weird so long that it became cool. That's the whole thing. That's why I'd be funny as hell to me because I'd be like, damn, now nah, niggas really getting paper all this. I'm like, I was the nigga that niggas did not want to be around because I just. That's who I was. And yeah. now it's like, that's like cool to a lot of people. And I'm like, damn, that shit crazy to me. Well, you got to look at like the staple of this, probably Tyler, the creator, right? Yeah. To kind of really go out and make it mainstream into that level. Yeah. Which is totally being himself and a little bit of an oddball. Yeah. 
And that's like, I think the blueprint for most artists. But now it's, some people are pretending to be weird or some people are just like fucking crazy and it's not even funny that you're weird type yeah. shit. I was caught in the middle. So that's why I was like, that's why I, people would gravitate to me. Cause like my, I had like a, what would they call it? Dark humor, you know? But also I would, I would be like into everything. Like it was like, I, I didn't have like, like growing up niggas was like, are you, are you, it was like a set thing, set amount of things that you could be fucking with. And if you was outside, oh, this nigga tripping, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so after a while, it just like became, you know, the internet, what the internet is now. And that's why I was just like a like big melting pot and shit. No, remember when uh, FMB, DZ, and Sada Baby had made like this Dragon Ball Z thing. Yeah, I remember together. all that. I remember that. And I remember so many comments of people saying like, I was afraid to tell people I like Dragon Ball Z, but they just made it cool for me to say it's yeah. cool. And I'm like, dang, you really were hiding the fact that you like Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, I fucked with that shit too. Ugh. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, niggas be like, own shit like that. But like, the homies, like, even my homies, like, they be like, man, you be on some crazy shit, but I fuck with that shit, but it be in, in secret. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just be like, all right. I ain't never gave a fuck. Like, I, I got I got paid off not giving a fuck. I, I, I don't give a fuck how, you know, how much I creep a nigga out. I just, you know, I yeah. just do my thing. I get the tweaking on the nigga. When you started getting onto touring and stuff, um, did you, you, these are paid tours that you're on? Yeah, or like yeah. I, I did, like, I'm probably, this is about to be my, like, eighth tour. So, like, for the most part, I've been opening up for people. I did, like, four or five tours, opening up for Danny Brown. Then I went on tour with uh, this dude named Heems. I've been on tour with Zach Fox. I've been on tour with JPEG Mafia. And then I just did two of my own tours. Well, this is my second tour that I'm doing, but, like, uh, you know, a headlining tour. So the first one I did by myself, it was only seven days. Now I'm on 14, and I'm just, like, you know, I'm taking the, you know, the steps instead of the elevator. Some niggas can get just shot straight to the top, and then next year they ain't shit. Like, but I feel like my trajectory and, like, the time that it's passed has been good because, like, I didn't see so many people come and go. So I'm just, like, happy to still be here and shit. Yeah, right. Like, you know, if you're making money gradually as an artist and you're seeing more success and building your fan base, sometimes there's no point in just trying to jump it to the next level where you need way more money or you need way more clout so you're going to do something viral or out of your character. Niggas be doing that shit, though. Niggas, like, that's why I be I be listening to this shit. And it be sweet. And I, I, I enjoy it and I support it and shit. But I, be tell, I could tell when niggas just be trying to wild out like for like and then that, like sometimes like that's what music is but I don't be lying in my shit I be dead ass serious and it's like I might and like motherfucker might think I'm wild but that's just me every day like like but I get it though it's cool but I feel like the best way to do it is like you know what I'm saying slow money better than no money because you can you can wild out one day you be viral and then the next day after that you get called out because you didn't went to 50 clubs in a row and you got too drunk on on the 49th one and then you get exposed on some bullshit because niggas, them, you know what I'm saying, got you out your realm. Yeah. So. That's the, the artists have to be on all 10 toes at all times. Like, man, for real. You know. You have to protect so much as an artist. You have to protect your image. You have to protect yourself as a person. Yeah. Right? You know, when you're dealing with the crowds that you're dealing with, do you feel less of like a threatful vibe than if you're? I ain't never felt threatened in no, no show ever, mm. like never. 
I don't feel threatened ever. Like when you with the people that you're with, like the crowd, the kind of the more. What, what, what can you consider that scene? Not like hipsterish, but like something where it's. That's an old way to say it. Like what is it called? Like that's a, the old school uh, term. I feel terminology. Now, like I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say hipster. I don't even know what the fuck to call it. Like I don't know. Like me per se, because. I I'm, I didn't see the hipster shit, but it's not the same no more. It's like I don't even know what to call it. To be honest, classifying it as underground is probably the best. Yeah, it's the underground now. Yeah, it would like it was like like I, I say like ten years ago, seven eight years ago it was a hipster shit, but now it's just the underground. Yeah, but even mm-hmm. those types of more environments, you figured that it's more peaceful and like vibey and like everybody's kind of cool and like tries to connect with yeah. each other. I wouldn't want to do it no other way like. Sometimes like people pick the that uh, crazy ass environment. Like I, I don't want to be performing at a strip club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit like that. I don't. You're not about to catch me there. You know? Yeah. Like they throw the money in your face and it's over. Like here's it ain't even drugs. that. It's like I'm about to. I could go give that money to my mom. I'm about to go be spending no money on no hoes, man. Like I'm straight. Like I. You know what I'm saying? Like. I catch you though sometimes, man. You, you go to the strip club at the wrong time and the wrong part of your it life. It depends. It depends. Like I'm not going there. I'm not. That's not my thing. You know. It's not mine either. I ain't, I ain't like I ain't never been before, or I ain't never threw no money. But it's just not my thing. Like like the day after, I'm. It's not like I'm missing the money. I'm like, nigga, I could have sent that shit to my mom or something. Like yeah, I ain't. You know what I'm saying? But you know when you're passing like that U-turn and like you have two hundred dollars in your pocket and you're literally passing the club and you're just like. Bro, I could just go in there right now. You feel me? And you just get magnetized. You know what I think about when I pass the strip club? What? Them lamb chops and that macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Them bit, that shit be smelling like straight up dusty when you go in that bitch. I, I mean, not to say it's a bad thing. It just like over, like, like I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm i like, I, I got bitches. I don't even be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't be thinking like that. I be wanting that food. Like, and like, if my homie got a birthday and he want to go, I'll go spend some. You know what I'm saying? Go in there and spend some time with my bro. Like it's yeah. fun then. But it's like niggas be going in that bitch trying to impress bitches. I know they do. Like that's that's they they be going there to buy pussy. I'm not buying no pussy. I ain't buying your I ain't buying your likes and none of that shit. Like yeah. Nah, you're bitches ba- love me when I go to strip club <laughs> though. They be like, look at this weird ass nigga. They be on my dick. They be they be thinking they gonna get something. I don't be giving them bitches shit. <laughs> I have a set amount when I go in that bitch. And then I know I'm going to go over it a hundred or two, but I'm like, no, nah, I bitch ain't going to get all of my mind. So you gotta make I, I don't be going there buying no pussy, though. That's what yeah. them niggas be going in there I get it, do. man. Yeah, but you're still spending a couple hundred dollars in that bitch easily. Yeah. No, yeah, you do. Like, you, you, if you go, you going to have, you know what I'm saying? These They they professionals, most of them, <laughs> some of them, they for real, though. They in, there, they in there to make money, you know what I'm saying? You go in there and show love and shit, but... I'm just saying, like, it's it's two different type of niggas that be in the club, for real. Some niggas go in there and get the bag. You know what I'm saying? That's not, re- not really my crowd, so I don't really go in there to get the bag. Like, if I'm going to go, I'm going to celebrate some shit with the homie or something. But I've just seen it always as, like, a, a circle, just like a, a never-ending cir- cycle. If you go to the strip clubs and you're always performing at strip clubs, it's very yeah, hard to get leave. out of it. Yeah, it feels like, I always feel like I see the same artist on the flyer, like, every year. Like, damn, you're still at the club, bro? Right. 
Like, you didn't get to the main event. You didn't yeah. get to, like, the headline yet. Like, what's going on, bro? You get stuck with, like, hood fame, right? I think people get stuck with hood fame. They don't know how to cross over and be like, all right, man, get in love for my friends and family and make a 500 I think that's because niggas be slow. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I be thinking, cuz. I be, c- call it what you want, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own crowd and shit, but not not all them niggas stay in their club scene, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, like for example, like I didn't, I, I didn't been a fan of Face for a long ass time. I didn't seen him perform at strip clubs or been on flyers for that shit. And now, bro, is on his own tour and shit. He didn't stay there trying to do that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? And he could go still go back and get his bag from that bitch because they love him. But at the same time, the boy's smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, but niggas don't leave that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't leave that bitch. Yeah, they right around the corner from their crib, too. Because it does kind of encompass you, right? Like, if you get stuck in hood fame, like, right, you can charge 500 for a feature. You can make, like, $1,000 to $2,000 a week and be performing and be a rapper around your friends and be all right and chilling, right? And just feel okay about it. But then there's reality strikes one day where you didn't get those features that week. You didn't get to perform at the club. Now you're, like, minus 3,000. Like, you, yeah. you got to really look at, is your money really growing or are you just kind of staying standstill and, and having a little bit of fame to go along with Man, it? you got to uh, diversify, diversify your bonds. Yeah, your, your, your clientele. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Diversity. Man. Diversity for sure. <laughs> um, so who are some of your, like, inspirations for artistry and stuff? Uh, E-40, uh, Lil Wayne, Missy Elliott. Buster Rhymes. I was gonna say Buster, man. It's uh, MF Doom. Wasn't MF Doom the guy who like nobody even figured out he was dead for like eight months till after he died? Yeah, cause that nigga a real nigga. He didn't give a fuck. Like that's what I'm telling you. That's the type. Like I just named all them niggas. I just named like it's a mixture of me and all them niggas like Danny Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like new, I'm named some new artists now. Like in our, I'm that's a, like old school and shit. Danny Brown, Face, V's, I, I love them niggas. Um, who else? Shit, I listen to uh, I listen to the homies. I listen listen to Earl Sweatshirt, Steve Lacey, Fouché, Live, my nigga Quaddy. I listen to them niggas. I live. I listen to um. I go back to old school, Sade, Bjork, shit like that, you know? Yeah, man. It's a very diverse collection of, like, artists that you listen to. It's like, nah. I'm a, I'm a, I be tweaking, man. Like, <laughs> I be dead-ass tweaking. Yeah, man. Now, you design, too, though. Like, obviously, you make, you create, you're a creator. You have you have hoodies and stuff. You have sweatshirts yeah, and stuff with your own paintings on I them. I do everything, man. I, like, <clears throat> I just can't, like, I was an artist first, like, but... Music was always in our household, so when I when I really started recording, I was already rapping since I was a kid. I was all, like, that's what we did at the dinner table. Like that shit ain't nothing to me. Like music, not really like a, you know what I'm saying? Like art is like where like like my where that's like my my dope. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what like that's compared to if you want to compare me to a Detroit Detroit rapper. My 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 bag is paintings. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I trap. So like that's and I've always been good at it because I I grew up in a hustling household. What's you know what I'm saying? Do you auction your paintings? I mean, I sell them. I don't auction them. Uh, I just sell them. Do you ever consider it though, man? You could, like sometimes at that lick. It depends. I rather uh, 
It depends. I did it at shows before. Like, after the show. I did that a couple times. Where, at, at the end of the show, I, like, I paint something during the day. And then I just auction it off at night. And what's the most you ever auctioned a painting for? Uh, a couple thousand. That's good, man. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, it ranges from a thousand to, like, you know what I'm saying? The most I got for, actually, not even a piece. Like, I didn't sell shit to uh, HBO and fucking, what you call it? What's that? Apple uh, TV. My shit was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, too. The new uh, one? Yeah, my shit in there, too. What'd you paint on there? A couple pieces. They just wanted me to send them pictures of them. And they put them, it's in the pool house with Hillary. So they just well, had you what, take what's a picture? Hillary Banks? But what, uh, in the pool house... No, Coco Jones. Coco. Oh, oh. Yeah. They call her Hillary in the new version, too? I don't know. I just know my shit on there. Oh, so talk about, like... So <laughs> I know just... Coco. I, I seen a picture with Coco on it. So, the, so for them to get the image from you, they just needed you to take a picture of it, and then they found a way to put Basically, it... Basically, you you take a, a professional picture. It got to be a certain res, resolution. And then, yeah, you just... Uh, I just send it to them. They picked out which ones they wanted and sent them a whole, like, a bunch of them. They so that's picked. so cool. That was on the... How'd they find you? Uh, so I had did the uh, I did this shit for HBO. They hit, they just found me like, just end up emailing me or something, and then so my shit in the database now where they ask me for multiple other shit. That's so cool. Yeah. So you're like a resource for like, all right, we need some fire ass. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Damn, does it pay? Does it pay well to be on the TV show? They or? gave me uh. They gave me like five. That's five, cool. Yeah, for a picture of shit. I, I was like, Hell That's yeah. already made. Like you already made it. You don't. Have I to... kept my shit and I got five. Like, that shit was lit. They don't ask for rights to it, like to permanently own the image. I mean, they. I mean, the right is them using it. You know. That's so cool, man. So yeah. You get to keep your shit and have it on a TV show. Yeah. That's fucking fire. Did you watch that shit when it was happening? Like we just watch this shit. I just uh see I ain't shit because I be. I'll be I'll be tweaking, so I'll be like <laughs> I look I look tried to find the episode and shit. I found the picture and I was loves good off that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, my my mom was at my I just was over there the other night. She asked me, uh she's like, Ain't your uh, stuff on this show? I'm like I'm like, no, nah, ma. She's like, Yeah, this fresh prince Bel-Air. I'm like, you right. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't cause I don't even know what the fuck we was watching. But. What other TV shows have you been placed on? Uh man. Let me look up in my phone real quick. Yeah, do you think, man? That's it. That's the best way to find it. Truth be told. Mm. Yeah. Olivia. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me let me look up this motherfucker. Because mm. I'm, 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 my name drops is fucking horrible <laughs> right now. Octavia Spencer on there. What's his name? Uh, Makai Pfeiffer on that motherfucker. Yeah. You know who Makai Pfeiffer is. See, that's where it was lit at. <laughs> but yeah, it's hell. I got some pictures of that shit. That's crazy. Yeah, from scenes that they was on. That shit was tight. Um, has that been like the biggest outlet that your paintings have been on as TV and networks, or have you had some have it placed on something more major? Um. I would say yeah, because uh, it's just like a new way to look at it. How were you selling paintings in the beginning? I'd just be trapping that shit off my Instagram. So you were selling it off from the beginning? Were you selling just off social media? Yep. Damn. Yeah, I never, I never had to be outside to do it. Remember, the, do you remember that place that was called like it was called Phoenix Cafe in Hazel Park? 
Mm, no. Phoenix Cafe used to sell. You remember Phoenix Cafe? They used to have like a whole painting gallery in the back of just like independent artists from they Michigan. They always do that. Everywhere I go, I see that shit. But no, but they had like 500, like 500 of those bitches. Oh, like, it was hell like Everybody's yeah. different. Every single one's different. Crazy. That sounds tight. That sounds yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix Cafe was crazy. I met um, the fucking bassist from Funkadelic was there. Fucking just chilling. Just chilling. I just got this jacket from um, this collab that they did, Funkadelics. For real? That's, yeah, this has been sweet as hell. I can't wait. To, I started to bust that bitch today, but I'm like, I ain't even trying to. What's your connection with them? No, it's uh, the company that they did it with, they send it to me. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's called Market. But they be sending me hella shit now because they, they like, this Well, talk about that, man. So when you're on these tours and stuff, like, what's the moment you're starting to realize that you're getting access to all these, like, kind of mainstream outlets and whatnot? Um, well, I feel like that shit just come from, like, what people see. Like, the clothes and shit, like... Like, I had a vendetta for being so bummy when I was a kid. So, I, like, I had a problem, like, with clothes. I just stopped being, I just stopped buying clothes. Because for the longest, I just was, like, trying to get my get back. Because I was just, I just remember so many days, like, I was just, like, the bummiest nigga in the squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably where my, you know, charisma and everything, my confidence came from. Because I had to be somebody versus, like, look like somebody. So... I mean, after a while, people just start picking up on that, and then that, you know, that came in. And then I ended up um, styling one of my homies for uh, Jimmy Fallon and shit. So they was like, oh, this nigga styling. So I I ended up, uh, I found the, I got the plug by just hitting them up. Like, yo, I'm doing this. Can you, you know what I'm saying, look out. End up doing that. End up doing um, another job for him for New York Times. And I just started seeing, like, oh, I, could, I might as well just, ask so I eventually start asking and then people wouldn't respond for the longest <clears throat> and then people's like years later they were like oh bro I didn't see this I'm like yeah let me get them clothes though <laughs> yeah, let me, I, I'll take the pictures out so you did work for Jimmy Fallon yeah I styled uh, Earl Sweatshirt and um, his DJ Black Noise for Jimmy Fallon and uh, I styled Earl for New York Times Earl Sweatshirt's from the show too with Tyler right weren't they yeah but he's Lotus Squad, that shit's fucking yeah. hilarious. That's my homie. That's my close friend. Yeah, that shit. Their their comedy style was right up my alley. I was so sick that they stopped that show. Like this shit is too. I think Tyler just got too fucking famous, probably or some shit. It's just like, them boys really making good music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Earl is one of them like most uh phenomenal lyricists ever. You know what I'm saying? Like he's crazy. But um, where's it all from? L.A. How'd you guys connect? Uh, I know him for like probably going on like seven, eight years and shit. But like my homie Danny, Danny Brown, he would uh he'd be touring and shit, and he you know he connected with Earl because he he was cool with that that whole group back then. But he Earl was like sending messages through Brown like yo I'll fuck with Cuz, and then one day I met him. It's the, first, the day I met Mac Miller, too. Like, R.P. Cuz. But we just connected instantly. And then every time he would come to the city, we just always have a new artist that, you know what I'm saying, we would tell each other about. I remember when we first um, came, we found Kodak Black, we both said it at the same time, like, geeked up and shit. Because that's, that's our thing. Like, our homies, like, we like to find shit before everybody else do. I don't, like, once everybody else start listening to it, 
I've been off that shit. Like, I don't want to listen to it no more. Not that I don't love it still. I just like no, that's I'm, my thing. Like, same like, thing. Like if everybody's boasting up a movie, I'm yeah. like I'm not gonna see that shit. Yeah. By the time everybody else get to it, I didn't. I didn't been have my my fun. Yeah. But you know the movies always end up being fire. Yeah. Like every time everybody's like amping up a movie, like this shit's crazy. Like I still haven't watched Lord of the Rings yet, but I know it's gonna be sick. Like yeah. You know what I'm saying? But every but there's been movies that everybody goes crazy about, and then I watch like why you were right, but. I'm still gonna wait. Yeah, that's I'm like that too. Like I'm like I don't give a fuck how many people tell me it's like if I ain't finding it on my own, yeah. I don't want to listen to this shit right now. I will wait till this shit die down. Like it's a lot of movies I ain't like like cult classics I ain't watched yet because I'm like oh, I'm straight. You yeah, know what I'm like, you guys amped up Lord of the Rings way too much, bro. I'm gonna give it five more years then I'll watch it. Yeah. But like even um even uh that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street, everybody was going crazy. I yeah, still I watched that. Watched you know, and you know what? Martin Scorsese is my favorite, one of my favorite directors of all time. Leonardo DiCaprio is obviously Legend Jonah Hill, and I, I'm like, you guys just hyped it up too much, bro. I'm yeah. going to wait a little bit, and then I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you kind of got to get over it. Like, Breaking Bad, that was one of the things. Everybody was talking about Breaking Bad. I was like, I'm not going to watch. That's one of the best fucking TV shows ever made in history. Probably yeah. the best show ever made in history. So you got to- That samples on some shit from um, Breaking Bad, my for, last project. Well, like some of the bits from The Voices? Yeah. Uh, did you you got rights to it or you just fucked around and Man, mixed I'll be it? doing what I want to do. <laughs> I'll be I'll be I'll be taking shit. When you were um, meeting people like Earl and stuff like that, um, and then you said you met Mac Miller, and making these connections, what do you think it is that just gives it where it's like, hey, yo, we're fucking with each other vibes, like, and moving, keep keeping the connection alive. I mean, I think it's like, for me, the type of people I gravitate to are like. Artists, artists, like it's like we uh, appreciate, you know what I'm saying, the craft and like what goes behind the shit. Versus like, like we, I'm not the type of person that's gonna gravitate to somebody like doing this shit for somebody else. Like, mm. like I, I gravitate to people that don't give a fuck what you think. Like, that's my type of people. Yeah. That's when you talk about some, like you know that team like Loiter Squad. Loiter Squad. It was a. Do I think it, they broke open the doors for people that were different artists that didn't want to follow that type of standard and be more wicked with it. Like not that it didn't exist, but really stamping it's, it. Th that's the TV show name, but the uh, group was Odd Future. My bad, Odd Future. Yeah, I can fucking keep mixing. It. Yeah, Odd Future. No, I just wanted to help you out real quick. No, no, you're right. Odd Future is obviously the group. Loiter Squad mm -hmm. was the TV show. Mm -hmm. Fucking hilarious. But that's the whole thing. It's like they broke open uh they broke open the doors to make it like official official, in my opinion. Yeah. You know. You had people like Buster Rhymes that were very different. Like just totally fucking different, like you know, but But you gotta give like how much a little B and shit, people like that too. Yeah. Remember Lil B? Yeah, I remember Lil B. Yeah. But go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre, Jay Z, those like the not you can't you only gotta mention them motherfuckers, but yeah, Jay Z and Andre definitely. Yeah. One more question for me. Who do you feel like the first like weird dude in hip hop like that can come out and be different and show expressive artisticness? Awesome Dre and Asham for sure in Detroit. I would. Huh? I said Awesome Dre and Asham were probably the first in Detroit to be like really wickedly like pretty wickedly different. Who? Asham. And like, Isha. Yeah. He was different. But for me, it, like, I wouldn't say weird. I would just say different. Like, 
pushing boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Alternative rap. I would say Danny. I would say Danny Brown for me. In Detroit, Eminem for sure pushed it. That was the weirdest fucking shit ever. Everything he did was fucking weird. At the end of the day, nothing, not one of his music videos or not one of his interviews or not one of them was not fucking weird, in my opinion. That was, shit was off the wall. I'm a, I'm a Brizzle fan. I ain't gonna lie to you. I like the Danny Brown shit. Yeah. Talk about um, now with the scene and like you're saying, people are kind of getting access to it. And it's kind of they're they're kind of monetizing off of the people who should be in it, maybe not should be in it, whatever. Um, do you have your own structure? Do you have your own venues or events that you throw besides touring and stuff like that to kind of get artists together and whatnot? No, it's like I don't I don't work like that. I work like a it's like a family. You know what I'm saying? It's a big family. Like we just stick together. It's like if you own what we own, you're a part of the family. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the time we. It's like we get people homes because people be feeling like like me. I felt like an outcast for so long. You know what I'm saying? Trying to find more people like me. Because yeah. it's easy to find people that's like everybody else. Yeah. Um, I don't want to skip over meeting Mac too, man. Obviously, like, legend. That was short, short, uh, short amount of time that I spent with him. But yeah. he just had two bitches with him. He was in his... In his <laughs> He was having a good old time. Yeah. <laughs> he was having a good time. We was at the show, too. I forgot exactly where we was at, but, like, Utah, some crazy place. I don't know. I remember this. I don't remember what the song's name is, but the first time I ever seen him, he had that huge-ass boombox, and he was just, it was like a one-shot video almost, and he was just walking into, like, a store and shit. Uh, yeah, Magna. I know what you're talking about. And I remember that really setting it off. I'm like, who the fuck? Because the last person I remember was, like, Eminem was, like, white and kind of breaking into the scene. Bro was talented, man. Yeah. Super, super talented. And obviously the drugs getting incorporated with a lot of artists, too, is crazy because it helps the music to some degree, and it's just like a lifestyle thing, too. Yeah. Like the psychedelics and whatnot, and it mixes with the scene a little bit. Yeah. And it it can it can help an artist or it can destroy an artist. That's the interesting part about it. You know what I mean? Did you ever, do you, what's like your ritualistic aspect when you go into a studio or even when you're going into making something or creating? Like, do you do something before that? Do you get into a zone or anything? I could be sober as fuck or I can get off the shits, like, whatever that may be, you know what I'm saying? I don't like to even t- talk about, you know what I'm saying, drugs too much when doing interviews because it ain't nothing that I'll try to glorify because... It could start by, like, you being, you know what I'm saying? It can, like, fuel your inspiration, and then also you can get off into some shit that you don't need to be doing. So for me, like, it's really, I could be, like, so, like right now I'm sober as hell. And sometimes I don't, like, like I stopped smoking weed. I used to smoke weed all the time, like, profusely. I stopped doing that, like, because I really don't need nothing, you know? So it it depends. Like, I either I'm text with shrooms you know what I'm saying? Show is one of my favorite shits to do, but you know what I'm saying? But I don't necessarily think about mu- making music in the moment off the drugs. You know? Like, the experience with a, how, like, what I feel can expire, inspire a song. Like, being high in the studio ain't always good. You get, you get up and that bitch get tired, and then you only doing one song. Yeah. I'd be going to the studio. I'd do 20 songs or some shit. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to just, like, and I'm not talking about, like, all day in that bitch. I'm in that bitch for three hours or something. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to play. Where do you record at? Uh, I got a, we got a home studio, and then I I record with my homie Dillip or Black Noise in L.A., because I be out in L.A. a lot. Yeah. What's the differences when you were working in L.A. versus Detroit as far as music? Uh, ain't really no difference for me, to be honest, because... My homies, they move from, you know, they be moving around, so it ain't no really no different. Yeah. When you're out there and you're connecting with the producers and stuff like that, is it, are you guys like on the mainstream when you consider your work ethic and everything like that? Because um, I feel like more artists are kind of like leaning back at the studio, making like kind of party. I'm a microphone fiend, bro. Ain't no party. I don't have no bitches in the studio with me. I don't need none of that shit. Like, if, you, if, if I even link with a bitch, it's going to be afterwards. I don't need no fucking cheerleaders, none of that shit. It'd be me and the fucking producer. If it's, if we need the engineer, but I don't even like a lot of people in the studio with me. Cause motherfuckers be talking and shit. Like, shit sweet. Like, this is not, like, don't come to my job playing around. Like, this is my job. Don't be coming up in this bitch playing lollygagging and shit. Go home. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Every, niggas be having to have the whole ambiance and shit. My, <laughs> my life are ambiance, you know, like... I'm living this shit, so I don't even need none of that shit. Like when I go to the studio, that's I'm just saying what what happened. Yeah, just getting straight to it, bro. Right? Yeah, it's cool. It. Like sometimes, like on my birthday, that's the, like probably the only time I bust the uh, feathers on my jacket today. On my birthday is the only time where I have like hella people in the studio, if anything. Uh, Does anybody help you like manage or anything like that, or do you? Kinda... I got manager. Yeah. But for the most part, I just do a lot of shit by myself. Like, I'm, I make my own plays. Yeah, even when you're talking about reaching out to these networks or whatever, just to, like, see if you can get placement and networking, a lot of people don't believe that's, like, a case. They'd have to, like, look at your portfolio, but what makes them, you know, you're in a resource spin for them. They can look you up and be like, okay, we, we trust that this guy can do stuff. Because I got a lot of friends, and they vouch for me. They they, they bring it up, like, yeah. like, you just, like you said, you mentioned Primo. Like, I yeah. met him, like, a couple times. Like, he's just like, oh, bro, cool. Like I'm just a cool ass nigga, like, and I be I be by my business. I be like I'm never late, you know. Yeah. I'm always on time. So what are some of the connections you made that are the most valuable to you? Shit. I don't even know how to answer that. To be honest, like I feel like every connection you can be valuable, and you might not even know it. Like, I, don't, I probably don't even know the most valuable connection that I made. Like. Yeah. Like who, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like Brown like that's a that's a big part of my life and shit. But also he just like also like my big bro too, so it's not like Yeah, you you mentioned him a few times. So what's like the relationship in as far as like um That's who brought me on my first tours and shit. Yeah. Like when I when niggas had shit in Best Buy and shit, I was I got a I got a song with ASAP Rocky and Brown in Best Buy. I was that was my first CD I was on. Shit like that, you know? And you like just showing me the ropes around shit, you know? And the way that he moved is the way that that's the way I wanted to move. You know, versus like like people do, like people be doing a lot of shit, like for recognition and shit, but in the wrong ways. Like it's about the art, because you know. So I feel like that's one of the, um, 
most important ones. Yeah, art is that you know if you think if you could stick to that, it's great. But people, you know, the monetary aspect is important because you can't sustain a life if you don't if you're not making Man, money. So, so people sell out basically like really early on. Like selling out back in the day used to be like you made you got a million dollar deal and you just start doing crazy shit to make your money. Man, you don't never know when people are gonna be on your type of time. People be always on somebody else's type of time. Then that time passed. Then you trying to chase that. Type. Niggas know when you they got you, niggas see a dick either from mile away. You know what I'm saying? Stay on your type of time. You don't never know when your type of time might be popular. And that's why I like I'm happy about because my my shit was not popular. Like what I was doing, niggas was not fucking with that shit. And I'm still doing the same shit I was doing. And now it's ca- catching on. Yeah. So it's cool with me. Yeah. That, that's probably the most difficult part. Like, you knowing you can do it and make it happen, and, like, everybody else is like, that's not it. Like you were saying earlier, like, everybody telling you, like, there's that limit, kind of. How many things you can really do and not be too different and stand out, right? You yeah. Because niggas be try-hards. Trying too hard. Yeah. But, like, man, I'm not going to lie. Like, as far as, like, the, guy, the, the underground scene... I do see a lot of talent for sure in Detroit because I go to a lot of those events. I get invited to a lot of them. I do see a lot of talent and creativity, but I also see, like, some people who just don't have the awareness, man. Like, you do not realize, like, what It's you- not just one thing that you're doing. Yeah. Motherfuckers think they go up there, bitch, I'm going to talk about popping this nigga in his head and hold the mic. That's what niggas think this shit is. It's really not that. Watch the fan duel. Your parlay. <laughs> fan duel, man. Uh, talk about. Um, he on that fan duel. Yeah. You gotta watch no, that Lakers, shit. You gotta Lakers, watch that play, my Wait, man. wasn't Lakers yesterday? Oh, Lakers games on right now. They won. Oh yeah, but what's the what's the scoreboard? My fault. Oh, okay, just start. Right, you want to? Hell no! Hell no! You saw me early before. I don't I know it. shit about that shit. Hey, I see. What's the nigga name? Jeff Harden. What's the nigga? Name? Jeff, Jeff, James Harden. Yeah, look, I seen this nigga wear that hat yesterday. yesterday Drop forty. I'm like, I'm putting that bitch on. The homie sent me this too. <laughs> like, shit, all this shit was free. The shit that Except kills me. Jacket and these shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought you made that shit for sure. No, the homie uh made this shit. James Harden wore this bitch yesterday. For real? Got 40 on there. Yeah, go look at the pick. I'm like, I'm going to war too. Shit, yeah. fuck. <laughs> That's fire. Yeah, I fuck with Cud, though. Uh, what the hell was I about to tell you, man? Yeah, you know, the first thing you said when you came in here was like, you don't play sports or play basketball or anything like that, obviously. Hell no. That's probably the first thing everybody asks you is, how tall are you? And yeah, you play bro. That, but just that, like, alone would tell you what type of nigga I am. I, I, I will die before I let a motherfucking think he know me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's I always was like that, and I feel like it started when I missed that layup, and they put me on the team. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even about to cut, reiterate on this bullshit. Like yeah. I ain't want to do that shit no way. Yeah. yeah, I was already I was always good at drawing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was like I was more so into that. You know what I'm saying? I can't imagine too having to give up like a piece of artwork that you like. It's something you really gave a fuck about, and you gotta, you gotta sell it. I don't sell that shit. I, I got I got a room full of shit that I just can't leave. For real? Yeah, I don't do that shit. I'll make another one. I'll try to recreate the same shit over again and then sell that one. Damn, yeah, you can't give up certain pieces at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, if the first one I make that's fire, I ain't selling it. Like, I got emotional talent. Like, when I do some shit I ain't think I could do, I keep that one, then I just re- try to redo it. Most of the time it work out. We're kind of going off the Danny Brown thing, too, because, like, I want to talk about. You know, obviously you're saying that 
it, it means that was a, a significant part of your career is obviously meeting him and working with him and stuff. But can you kind of walk us through the timeline a little bit and some encounters you guys had throughout that that were positive? Um, well, I just remember him coming to, like, because we, we would do these shows at these lofts on Jefferson, Iron Street, Iron Street lofts. And so we, we'd be in the nigga crib. And we be they be throw shows and shit in there. I just remember him coming there with the bruises and shit. I remember what he had on and shit. Like he had these big ass black boots on, <laughs> these tight ass jeans. These were niggas was like with skinny jeans. Like like Brown was the first nigga I seen like wearing some tight ass skinny jeans. He had the Montclair on, like kind of like that's why I keep. I, I, you'll always probably see me with a black Montclair every year. I'm gonna buy one, but I just remember him coming in there, just watching this shit. And then just uh, I remember me making a project and I sent it to him on um, Twitter. I DM'd him. He was like, "I'm fucking with this shit, bro. Come to the studio." Then I come to the studio, and basically like that next week, he was like, "Well, we going to New York." And the first time <laughs> I ever been on the plane, like, like he took took me to New York and shit. And I had like during that time before I seen him that time, I was working with uh, his homie Skywalker, who's the uh, DJ. And we had made the song with, uh, that Rocky ended up getting on. So I'm, I get out the plane. We in front of the hotel. He like, yeah, Rocky on that song. And it's going on my album. Like he was, he was like that. Like he didn't, like he didn't play around. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he he seen talent in me, and he like he wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Show me love, like automatically. Like it did. He didn't. You know what I'm saying? I'd never been on a plane before. I remember being on a plane. Like I'm gonna sit next to a bad bitch. I, it was just crazy. The whole everything just was crazy. I'm like I'm sitting next to a bad bitch. End up sitting next to a bad bitch. Like this bitch bad for real today. Like like established bad. Like she, I remember her telling me what she was gonna do and she doing her shit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he just had automatic faith in you. He's taking you. You're listening obviously because he's an established. You know, he established. You fuck yeah. with him. Everything makes sense. Um, and did you, did everything just steadily go up? Like, do you feel like your career steadily progressed upwards? Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it was already like, it, my shit never like took a decline. Yeah. It was, a, it was times where I was like tired of being at a, the place I was at, but I always find a way to like, you know what I'm saying? Do go you- to the next step of things I do you remember like. your most significant like pivoting moments for yourself where you knew like all right I'm, this is the next leap like that was a big move for me mm. when I'll, I'll probably say like five years ago when i just started making music by myself more like when i would just like instead of like trying to make music around the homies and shit and just like just start actually making projects by myself yeah and like not just one, I would put like one every year, like just like. But like for me, like for us, we like we sit and create a body of work. We might take two, three years to make that shit. So for me, that was a lot, and that helped out my shit even more to the point where now I got too much music, you know. But it started when I like, like I went to microphone FEMO, you know what I'm saying. When I when I talk to some artists that are in the underground, they talk about you, and you kind of are a staple in some people's eyes, and a lot of people's for the underground success. Like, you succeeded as the underground person that showed there's a chance to hit the mainstream and showed that there's a chance to really make money off this and succeed and have a good time with it, right? So um, 
do you still connect with the guys that are trying to make it through and, and still involved in the underground? Yeah, I, I, you know, like the other night I went outside because I don't be I don't be giving a fuck about going to no function or nothing. But I literally that I told the homie I'm like that's why I'm going outside just to hug niggas like and like kick it with young artists. I always try to help you know because even if it's like not me making a song with them, like, just kicking them with them, like, that shit mean a lot to young kids because they, they look at me like, damn, I want to be where he, he at. And I remember where I was and shit and I, for a long time, and I was like, I wish a motherfucker said something to me. Yeah. And that shit, like, no matter how much I get in my bag or I feel like, I don't never feel like I'm better than nobody. But how much, how no matter how much I feel like I don't want to be that person the people i still am so i have to like play my role you know yeah it's a motivational factor right when you're the succeeder of a certain genre that's very uh low in profitability um like if you don't succeed then you have to have somebody to look up to like okay i can do this because he did it like sometimes i look at somebody like osaka the renegade and i'm always like i see what level he took it to you yeah. know what i'm saying and where and then he's probably looking at you like all right that's now now i gotta get to that level though. yeah even though i broke the boundaries i can make money off of this in this level it's still very very difficult and uh a lot of the underground guys sometimes i'll be talking like i've had a lot of underground artists on here and they'll be talking about their streaming money like they're rich they're like yeah, yeah they be 25 I seen a couple i've seen a couple i'm like these boys <laughs> but go ahead these niggas got it like i'm like these niggas got it. and i'll be like man i need some more cheese <laughs> like and but like compared to what they be getting i'll be like that's why i, I shut the fuck up because i'm like god did bless me because i remember i wasn't having it you know what i'm saying so i'm like nah. i can't complain but also it's like you always strive for greatness you strive to be better but like, yeah, these motherfuckers be coming on this bitch like they be having buku. I be like, damn. Nah, but I be fucking with it because I'm like, that that confidence is what you need first. It's true, but there's also reality to a situation. Yeah, you right? can't be delusional, but yeah, like but, but sometimes. Of, but that's what this music shit is. Sometimes you gotta be a little bit delusional, a part little bit, the part delusional to get where you need to go. Because that's like, like you want your wife to be a little bit of a hoe. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, but that's like, like a big thing. Yeah. Like, but no, some of them will come on talk about their Insta. Like one dude was like, my Instagram reels are paying me now. I'm like, well, how much? Like five dollars a month. I'm like, bro, you're not making money, man. Like, I'm sorry, that's not what making money in music is. Making money in music, you're talking about minimum of a couple thousand dollars a month, like yeah, bare minimum. Bare that's, minimum. That you're making a couple thousand a month. All right, man, then you got a lot of work to do. But these dudes are coming on talk about nothing. That's the scary part. I feel sorry for them because like they are true artists in nature, but they don't have any mo like any idea of how to structure a business or structure themselves to get to the well, next. You level. get to a couple of G's above, then you know you got something there. You know what I'm saying? But if you, <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, if you like, uh, I like good, good for them niggas though because like they didn't somebody listening to their shit and that's the, <laughs> for real. That's the start, you know. Because when nobody was listening to my shit, I could. I, I remember getting them little checks uh, from um, me and my shit. My shit was like uh, two fifty uh, every year and shit like that. <laughs> like they send you that one check, you be mad as hell. Like yeah. now I look at my shit, I'm like, man, why? I used to be mad as hell for real. I, but I used to be depressed and some motion. I'm like, man, now nah, how the fuck I'm? And then like I always had to catch myself, like, be grateful, nigga, because like <laughs> your ass could be out here looking real dusty, nigga. Yeah. How how long do you feel like you? felt like success for like as an artist it's it's an ongoing thing like 
Like like what you said with uh the younger cats they come out here and they you know what I'm saying they happy about the shit they they you know what I'm saying they little earnings that's success you know if you can you can get anywhere past zero that's success and if you if you on the some kind of incline you being successful at that but like when you trying to make a living off this shit and that's what you uh. You gratifying and shit. That ain't really real. Real life is music ain't the only uh form of streaming income, like per se for this shit. You need to like venture off and try to do something else with it. Cause I I took all my art money. Like when I was trapping art on the internet. Like I would take that money and put it into my music, and my music is like the commercial for my art. So it just would feed each other. Yeah. So it's like you gotta have something like to you know fuel that shit. Yeah, for sure. You have to have like something that goes hand in hand. It, it, like some people are just so legendary though, like where they, they could just spin on the mic and whatnot, or whatever. But, yeah, but th- that's beautiful. Yeah, it works in many different ways. There's no one. But like, no, nah, for like for the start to kick your shit off, you gotta get the money from somewhere. Facts. Somebody giving you some money, <laughs> like even the, the ones that spitting crazy, they they getting it from somewhere. Nah, I remember I had Bazaar on here and. And when I was growing up, I thought that's what the underground was. I thought mm-hmm. D twelve was the underground. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was like an actual. He was just at the crib the other day. Who bizarre? Yeah, he was shooting a video with one of the homies. For real, man. Yeah, yeah he's uh he's still around, man. He's still yeah. trying to make shit happen out here. Yeah. What's your connection like with Bizarre? Um, he's the older cat, so it's like he look at me like he always show me love, give me my props and shit. But I only I don't really know him like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I just you know. Yeah. They have like really crazy underground shows. It will be him, and then he'll have like these underground rappers that are all trying to make. They all they all happen to. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But you know, there's the demographic is like very solidified for those for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's super super interesting to see. What do you, what do you like want your future? Um, like if you get to the highest level of where you want to be, what's your main focus? Like, what do you really want it to be at the end of the day? Not having to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just sit in the crib. Watch Netflix all day, oh, like, like, have a chef cook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take my kids to school, nigga. I'll, I'll be a stay-at-home dad, nigga. You be, my, are you on the Banksy shit though? Like, you're still gonna hit like a. a oh no, that's a given. But I'm just saying, like, that's my, like, art and music. Even though I get paid off of it, it's it's what I love to do. I'm gonna always do that shit. But I'm talking about. Where I won't have to like, like, cause most niggas don't know you. You get paid off your shows and shit. You get paid off that merch. But I'm talking about I won't even. Want, I don't even want to do a damn show. I'll be sitting in the crib. Jay Z don't be picking up the phone every time. They, they be offering that nigga two million. That nigga, like, I'm, I'm straight. I don't feel like doing. Yeah, he yeah. done did that shit a couple times. Said I'm straight. I'm chilling. Yeah. Like, I, shit like that. Like, you got to think about that shit, man. Like, even they say Eddie Murphy does not leave his house. Like, yeah, for just, what? Like, if I ain't got to leave, I'm... Niggas, I'm 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 never gonna stop leaving the crib if, uh, until I get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when I get to the point where I ain't gotta never leave, if I I can stay in the crib for a whole year and not leave, then I'm going. I'm somewhere. But you'd have to put everything right into your place, like everything you ever want. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if you if you don't have to leave the crib, just imagine what type of shit you got at your shit. First of all, my shit on the wall. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have me a spot here. And I'm happy with one in L.A., but both of them bitches going to be on the water. Even if I have me a little condo that's uh, 
What was the uh, what's the where we uh where we uh, shot the uh, OnlyFans video in LA? That little where they got the boats and shit. I don't know. Yeah, the Marine Del Rey over there or some shit. Little condo, I I take that and then have me a crib on the water out here. I'm straight. I don't give a fuck. I'm bouncing back back and forth, chilling. <laughs> but you have to have everything. So in the crib, my crib has a drum set in it, for sure. I'm doing that. I don't need that much shit. I don't play video games. I don't watch sports. What? I don't do none of that shit, man. I'm telling you, um, you looking at a nigga that he do, he's not a nigga. I don't know what I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, uh, niggas be watching the game. I just asked this nigga three times who the fuck the nigga, the harder nigga was. Because I do not know. I don't know no nigga. What do you do when you, so you paint? What, what, so your house has shorty, no. The shorty asked me the other day, she's like, uh, Kay Cunningham follow you? I'm I'm like, who is that? <laughs> She's talking about first round draft pick. I'm like, oh, I met this nigga at the uh, Bottega's fashion show. I, I just forgot about the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I could be going to basketball games and shit, but I only like watching basketball when I'm at the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't really... Like, I, first time I went to a basketball game, I seen um, George Clinton um, perform at that bitch. That was my f- highlight of this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I took my nephew one time. You know what I'm saying? My manager took me one time. Uh, when On tour, I had a uh, tour called 6-7 for Detroit. I, I, I was being funny. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make an all-basketball team. You know what I'm saying? We went to go see, uh, what the fuck was the New York niggas? Yeah, but they played against, huh? What's the nigga that they hate? Yeah, fuck Trey Young. That was my favorite part of the shit. Fuck Trey Young. Like, I don't even listen to that shit. Nick's gonna do a mic adjustment real quick for you. I just kept screaming fuck Trey Young with them niggas, but he was busting their ass. I don't even even know it. Like, you don't give a fuck about entertainment, basically. Like, so as far as like it being entertaining you. Yeah, it got it's it got to be like like okay. Niggas watch basketball like throughout the whole year of football. And so they know every stat and everything. I don't know none of that shit. But if it's one game, like if I see this shit on the Instagram and then like it's like it's a special game, I see these niggas talking shit to each other and shit, I'd be like, fuck, I don't watch that. Like the uh that fight, uh what's the fight with uh the newest Javante. one? Javante. Javante Tank. And what's the other nigga name? Garcia? Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was into that shit because I'm like, this nigga tank, he be crispy as shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm about to watch this shit. He knocked that nigga down. <laughs> I was fucking geeked up about that shit, but little shit like that. It don't really, I don't really be into it like everybody else. What, like, does anything entertain you though? Like, do you, do you watch like anything in specific, like shows or like, anime or anything like that? No, I don't watch anime. I, I, I literally, I be watching action movies like on Netflix. That's all I watch. Like, <laughs> Like action movies, they shooting in that bitch. If it's John Wick, I'm watching all that shit. Like shit like that. Yeah. Like suspenseful uh, uh, movies, suspense. Like. Yeah. So you're just about like an adrenaline kind of motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Just get the shit soaked in. Yeah, but I don't like amusement parks. I don't like that shit. I don't like much. Damn. Yeah. Like a yogi, can you just sit and not do shit all day? Like legitimately. Literally. Sit? Literally. <laughs> Literally, I can do that. Like, um, what are you planning to do with taking the music on tour more? So, like, are you still gonna do it the same way you've been doing it? Like, um, are you gonna expand more? And how do you figure out who's gonna be on your lineup? So, what I've been, what I did last time is, um, basically, like, 
I choose an artist from East State that, you know what I'm saying, doing their shit. And that's how, I, you know what I'm saying, I bring people to into what we're doing too. But also, I feel like that's the best way to do it. Because then everybody get their, you know what I'm saying? And if it, even if it's not their state, I bring them somewhere else that they haven't been before. How do you figure out who's hot? Uh, People t- be tell- people be sending me shit. People, like the homies uh, uh, tell me, listen to him, he, he sound like you. Or like or my manager, he'll send me some shit like, I fuck with, I fuck with this, you should, uh, you know, check it out. But most people just be telling me, like, people will send it to me, like, listen to this. Did you ever get a chance to be like on, uh, like without featuring like any TV or anything like that? Or? No, they never put you on a plate. I never did no TV, nothing. Man, only, t- only time I did well, any TV shit was the uh, when I put the pains on there. You should be on the. You should have been on that show, man. Hold on, you should have fucking been on that. You I'm would- thinking of. I'm. I've been like. I got homies that's into that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like my homie uh, Zach Fox. He on Abbott Elementary. You ever seen that show? Mm-hmm. It's a uh, fucking comedy and shit, but he be doing, he do a lot of acting and shit like that. That's one of my close homies, but if I ever was to do some shit, I would do it with him, like, like the homie Eric Andre. I was like, about to say Eric yeah, Andre. I just did his birthday party. No fucking Man, way. that shit was crazy as fuck in that bitch. They, we was in that bitch gone. We was what happened? Well, you can't talk. Can you talk about I can't. Like, yeah, because it's too crazy. Yeah, that, you know what happened. You know what I'm saying? I'm assuming but, he was naked somewhere in the whole thing. And... Oh, no, that nigga, I, I ain't see it, but I seen the picture. Of it. That nigga definitely took his pants off in that bitch. <laughs> but that was like 5,000 people up in that bitch. That bitch was rocking. He had uh, bunny rabbits, llamas, uh, ponies. Man. He had strippers. He had fake cocaine. He, uh, he had... Uh, Money with his face on it, just bunch of trippy ass shit up in that bitch. All type of exotic dancers, wrestlers. They had the big ass wrestling ring in that bitch. Eric Andre's from Michigan, right? I don't know where Eric is from. I think he is from Michigan. Can you check that real quick, man? On some, uh, on some. Uh, I, think he is, I swear, I'm pretty sure Eric Andre's from Michigan because I remember one time I was like, "Where the fuck is this dude from?" And I yeah, my believe- homie Zach Fox told me uh, told him about my shit. Damn. Yeah, he. All I, I just remember, we was all blow as hell, but he was like, don't, don't you get on that stage without telling me. And then he got the mic, he behind me and shit, I mean, that bitch blow. Where is it? Florida. Oh, he's from Florida? What the fuck? Anyway. Uh, makes a hell of a lot more sense. <laughs> what, that he's from Florida? So, so when you're there, like, uh, you performed and shit, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. How many people were there? It was like five, five thousand. God damn. Three to five. But I was, it was, it was a lot of people in that bitch. Uh, I, I'm good at like numbers and shit, so I ain't like it was three to five for sure. That must be like some what kind of setup is that? Like a stadium? It was at the knockdown center, but they it's usually this venue usually have like one part of people would play in. This whole bitch was like, cause I played there before. We played outside, but they had the whole inside like to capacity. Like they almost didn't want to let me in that bitch. Wow. Yeah, I had to go. I had to call my man. Like they talking about money. I mean, was listening <laughs> this bitch. Like I, that shit was crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The phone call list is where you have to call your boy and they have to come get you from the door and shit. Man, lady came out there, scooped me. Got 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 my ticket out yeah. with the homies and shit. My New York squad. That was another breaking show. Was the Eric Andre show with Hannibal Burris? Man, that was fucking groundbreaking. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, the Hannibal. Fuck that's is the that? homie too. He you fuck with Hannibal. He, Bro, he be pulling up to my shows when I was going to Chicago all the time. That's crazy. He rapping this shit now. That shit fire, too. Hannibal for Yeah, now? yeah. He got this song called Veneers. That shit hard. <laughs> that shit hard as hell. And Hannibal Verse was the one who exposed Bill Cosby for fucking 
the fucking allegations. I was so that was like one of the first times a comedian has outed like a, another celebrity and it like ended their fucking career. That was probably the first time that shit has ever fucking mm. happened. But he's super super hilarious. Yeah, I that seen him. At, funny. He was at the uh the festival like two and that I forget what the fuck uh Odd Fest right where what they call the festival in two thousand eighteen. Anyway, fucking killed it. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Next thing I see him I was on Eric Andre. But that show was super groundbreaking. It was like the next Borat, but like kind of not at the same time. Yeah, because I, 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 I had a little bitch like probably like seven seven years ago or something. I don't know when that show started, but she just couldn't stop talking about this motherfucker. I was this was, I didn't even know who the fuck he was. You know what I'm saying for the longest. Then like I got put on gay because my homie he did the show. I just seen a couple other homies do this shit. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's funny as hell. He 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 in there trying to hurt people in that bitch. Yeah, he had Rocky in there too, man. They had yeah. like a whole uh, rap Ninja Warrior episode segment. Yeah, yeah. He 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 tried to fuck up everybody in that bitch. Yeah. Shout out Rocky too, man. That's that's my boy too. Yeah, talk about your relationship with him, man. He cool as hell. Like like I said, like uh, Brown put me on the song with him, like in 2013, 14. But I never really talked to Rocky that whole time. So, like, I should say during the pandemic, I'm in L.A., and we had, like, this, uh, it's like a thrifting um, event that they usually have on the weekends, and everybody just come and sell their shit. And I'm just walking through, and then he on a fucking, like, a motorized bike and shit. He got a mask on and shit. He's like, yo, is he Loopers, man? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, it's Rocky, nigga. I'm like, Rocky who? He's like, Except, nigga. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, it's only where Rocky that are the fucking up. But, that, <laughs> yeah, but I ain't, I ain't never really connect with him since the, you know, well, when we did the song, I didn't even, you know, connect with him then. But over time, he was just like, you know, we got a link on the studio, end up linking with him and pulled up to his crib and, like, we made a couple shits. But, um, then I went to his Christmas party. That shit was tight as hell. He gave niggas gift bags and shit with weed and drank. He, you know, he got his Mercer shit. Shout out to Mercer. That shit is fucking that. That drink fucking get you fucked up. That shit was fire. But yeah, Rocky a real cool ass dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he showed a lot of love. I like working with him in the studio because he he a rapping ass motherfucker. He getting that bitch. He just get to spit. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. That's uh. That mother, that guy is fucking like some. That was another standout artist for me coming up. But like, you guys meshing together is super, super interesting. Yeah, he cool as shit. How many projects did you guys done together? You said you didn't release all. No, we. I just made. I I just went to the studio because you know he having he on the second on the second baby, but after the first one, like, cause I was trying to link with him between that time, it was just hard because obviously they, you know, Reed was pregnant, but I didn't know none of this shit. So after the uh, the first he first had the first baby, I went over there and shit. We had a session. Then I found out she pregnant again. So I'm like, I ain't talked to him. That was probably like three, four months ago. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talked to him really since then. Yeah. But you know how that shit is. Look, it's family time. Uh, is there anybody that um, you've come across that you met that actually really stood out to you, where you know it was somebody you knew had beforehand, before like before. You know, when you talk about Rocky, that's relatively a time of success is building. But somebody who already had built success and you've seen them, like Dave Chappelle type shit, where it's like, I've been watching you my whole life and now I'm fucking meeting you. Man, I we when I was just uh, left New York last time, I'm I went my homegirl Tia Career. We we having a ball. We going hella clubs all night. We even went shopping during the day. 
It's about 4 o'clock in the morning. We at the deli. Niggas is drunk. You know what I'm saying? Niggas eating food. Buster Rhymes just get out the car. <laughs> we, we met Buster Rhymes. That shit was crazy as hell. He sat and talked to me for like 10, 15 minutes just about life. You know what I'm saying? He was just on some real shit. He had his man get out the car. He left him in the he left him in the truck and told him to get our information. That shit was cool as hell. But it was just cool to see him and like, cause I seen a couple of videos of him just kicking it with people. But it's just like a guy, like a superhero, like like a guy just like like blessed me and shit. And it was you know what I'm saying, cause he ain't know me. He ain't, I was just, you know what I'm saying. We just walked up and he was like on some working shit. So I'm like, damn. I think he's like, people just feel energy too. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, when everything makes sense, not only the energy, but like even how they're put together and stuff, and like their style and their characteristic and stuff, and the way they walk and act, it's like you can tell who's like really an artist. It was weird because like motherfuckers coming in the store, the, the deli, like trying to talk to him and shit, and his his like bodyguard, and his, I think it's like one of his close homies, just like, man, back up. Is they with you? I'm like. Nigga, I don't even know y'all niggas, <laughs> but I think it's just like that good energy, like you, like you show people respect, and like we ain't run up on them, do no crazy shit. We just like, yo, you know. Have you ever done a, a feature with that or a collaboration that hasn't released at all, where you know it would have like done something major? I don't know what's gonna do. It's gonna do what it do. I don't know. Uh, but you, it has to be a song you recorded with Hell somebody. Hell no, bro. I work with a lot of people, and I don't be tripping like that. Like, damn. It's like, if it's organic, if it's real, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's going to do, but yeah. I make all type of music. I don't even know. It could be anything. Like, sometimes even... I'll never necessarily think a person that I make music with is going to, like, def you know what I'm saying, to find that because if it's good music, it's good. Some some songs, like, that don't even do as, as well as others for me mean a lot more to me than... You know what I'm saying? The streams or whatnot because of people that gravitated to them. Like, I'm like, damn, that's your favorite song? And then the reasons why. And I'm like, okay, no, nah, I'm going to make a better version of that. You know? Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. There's stuff that can have more meaning to you, and, like, it doesn't even matter what the response is. It was kind of like for you, like, this is strictly for me. I don't give a fuck what happens if you guys fuck with this one or not. Yeah. You have projects like that, man. Um, what future projects have you been working on? Future, yeah. I just dropped an album like last month. It's called Microphone Fiend. Mm. Like I said, I got I got too much music. I got thousands of songs. Like I just like when the time is right. When I, you know, what I'm saying, feel like it's time to drop a project. But also, I got joint projects I'm working on, like with the homie Real Bad Man. I got hella other shit with other homies, like full albums, like we made in two days, like and then we just sat on their feet. You know what I'm saying? It's like couple years some of these projects i've just been sitting on just to make sure it's good like sometimes you gotta i want class i want timeless music so i'm not, I'm not about to just drop it like i want to hear that shit multiple i want to hear that shit forever before i you know what i'm saying decide to get because if i make a song that's good enough that means that it's gonna live in any time like it's not just for this you know time like yeah. some shit you could make today and put that shit out tomorrow that shit ain't gonna never live yeah, I remember uh, Big Herb came in here and he was talking about how Eminem had such like a tedious recording process. And Eminem had called Herc to re-record a part and Herc said that when he re-recorded the part, it sounded exactly the same as the last time he had recorded his part. Right. But for some reason, Eminem could hear like these subtle nuances and differences that mattered a lot. And when I thought about that, I go like, this motherfucker was making it for it to be forever. Yeah. Like you have to have been doing that. 
Like some people just record and I'm like, all right, that's it, that's it. But some people want to make sure it's fucking perfection. Can I hold you back too at the same time though? Like being a perfectionist or like wanting things 100%? Oh, uh, no. I don't think wanting things to be perfect in your eyes is holding you back at all because you just want to, you want to give your, your truest self no matter what. So no. I feel like that's part of that. Has everything went as like planned as far as everything you wanted to do? Was there ever an opportunity that you missed? I don't, I don't miss shit. Like God, whatever God got going for me, that's what He got going for. I, I don't miss shit. Like, yeah. nope. Man, everybody fucking misses something. Hell no, I ain't shit. lying to you. I, I miss- I, I'm really trying to think about this shit. You like I've done stuff where like I'll be like I don't believe like. Even I don't like talking about this. Sometimes I'll be like, when I first heard about Baby Tron, I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, Baby Tron. Yeah, I, I got three f- songs with Cuz, too. Yeah, he's legendary. I yeah. remember when he was first being promoted, I was like, there's no way. Like, not because I didn't think he was sweet, but I was just like, nobody's, I was more like, the people aren't going to accept him. That's what I first thought. Like, there's no way he's going to get in circulation. Then he fucking blew up. Mm-hmm. And I always look back and like, damn, I wish I had hit him up and just be like, bro, like, I did fuck with you. But at the same time, it was just like, I didn't think that this, the people would fuck with it. Yeah, he's sweet, man. He's been sweet. Yeah. Baby Tron is crazy. He's he got be- he got better over time too, bro. That guy's gonna literally be the next. That I don't bond shit. That's my favorite shit right now. I don't bond. I don't bond. I, I think he's gonna be. My the- boy got locked up and then they dropped a song about the shit. But that's what did the you get locked said- up for, man? What did he, you? He get told locked- you in the song he had a control substance. Like, he said he, he was going on that bitch. That bitch is sweet. Control substance. He's so young, man. Stay away from that shit, try. Bro. It could have been some weed, man. It could have been some weed, for sure. It, yeah. it probably was some weed, because that's, that's that's what he loved, smoking weed. Yeah. He a weed smoker. Yeah. When my, my, a lot of my friends were heavy into the lean era. I remember the lean era, like, and it's still here, obviously, but I remember when it was super heavy. Man, I couldn't even talk to my, like, rapper friends. We Niggas used to smoke weed. Well, not smoke weed. Niggas used to sip lean when that shit was $20 a line, man. Now, when everybody started else doing it, I got over it because I'm like, nigga, I don't, I don't see myself. Like, I mean, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Shut down nobody else doing that shit because, like, that show, you know, that show, you know, your, your, your shit. But I remember when I, that shit used to be $20. And that's when I was sipping. Like, it was like, I ain't want to pay the $40 for the shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, shit, $40, damn. You remember that shit? When this shit was $20 a line, $40, like, that, like, so it's kind of like a blessing that the prices went up for you. Cause guy- I don't like the way that should be making me feel. Like, look, I I do a run with it on some, like, experimental with my, because it make my voice sound different. <laughs> like, it put, like, a little filter on my shit. So I I, did, I do I do my runs. Like, if I catch a, I catch a play with my homie catch a play, it was like, all right, this shit was this. So I was like, all right, I fuck, I indulge a little bit, but I'm not, I ain't gonna be on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. There was like tempers fucking escalate. Like, I remember just so much crazy shit. One time I was working at a studio and somebody had left like a little bottle, a lean, like it was like this much in the bottle left. Mm-hmm. They locked up the studio. The next day we came to the studio and the studio had been broken into. And we figured out it was the artist trying to get his bottle out of the studio. And we're like, motherfucker, like, you broke into a studio, you broke glass, you broke through a wall just to fucking get your lean bottle? He's like, that shit was worth, like, 500 I'm like, what the fuck? Like, damn, like, not only that, it's the money thing, but the addiction to it. And you can't, mm. you can't just get that bitch anywhere. I heard. I used to sell, I used to sell my uh, grandma's drugs. Yeah. For real. Everybody did that. Yeah. That was the go-to. It wasn't like Grandma got that script, it's time to dip. 
My bro, see, but see, I, my whole thing when it came to selling drugs and shit, I did. I didn't sell everything, but I always had like a uh, uh, where I would be around people that was doing it, like like one of the homies or so. So it was like a conflict of interest. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I ain't want to do it. I ain't want to take out bread from my homie pocket. So eventually. I was just like too nice, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I'm straight. I ain't even, like my brother, he 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 ended up getting my my grandma's script, so I'm like, all right, I ain't even, you know what I'm saying? I ain't even tripping. I don't even care, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, a lot of us become accidental drug dealers. Like my friend would be like, man, you got scripts, and I'm like, yeah, but like, can you just sell them to me? I'm like, all right, yeah. I got this bitch from the dentist office, but I'm about to make like a hundred dollars off this mm-hmm. shit. And I I didn't plan to sell drugs. The first time I ever bought weed, I bought like a gram. And uh, I didn't even get to smoke it because I thought you could smoke it out of a hookah pipe. Yeah. And you could, I, I burnt it. Like, uh, the whole shit burnt away. Like I said, I was just a natural, like, hustler. Like, that's why it was so easy for me to sell paintings and shit. And I, if I can if I can make this bag any price I want to, you got me fucked up. Like, I'm <laughs> like, shit. No, this bitch today, this bitch is this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got this? I Take it. I'll take it. Yeah. It don't matter to me. Like, I'm like... That's something you had. You understood business, and you were an artist. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'd rather do this. It started off slow, but see, the fans, like my music fans put me on it a little bit more because, like, I had this one little bitch. She had bought me some bunch of art supplies and shit. When, um, I think it was my birthday or Christmas or some shit. And I just would I would post them and shit. And then the fans, oh, oh you, you really good at this shit. I'm like, and I was just started painting. I've always been good at drawing, but when I started painting, I was like, it was like, more so abstract, it was sloppy and shit, but motherfuckers wanted it. It was like, it was eye-catching, I guess. So one time, a motherfucker said, yo, if I bring a canvas to, to the show tonight, can you paint it for me and I'll pay you for it? I'm like, hell yeah, that bitch was still wet. I gave it to him. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going down. And this bitch, I'm about to get these bitches off. That shit was like 12 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. And like, eventually it just started growing and growing every year. Yeah, man. You just found something to sell. Oh, you got to reset that? Let's give that two minutes. I don't be trusting all the waters no more because I was downtown one day and I had bought a, uh, not downtown Detroit, but downtown LA. I bought some water and that bitch did not taste like that shit. I'm like, yeah, they be doing something else to this shit now. They just put anything up in these bottles. I be feeling like it be fake bottles of everything. Like they got the fake liquor out this bitch. You know what I'm saying? You seen that? Fake liquor is at the, you can go to the strip club and get sold a fake bottle. Yeah, that's what they doing now. Yeah. They putting anything in that bitch. I think what they're doing too, the 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 girls, they're like getting their own bottles from outside or some shit like that. I don't know how the fuck they're getting down, but they basically get their own bottles from outside and then they sell that to the VIP tables. And so like they're basically making a hundred percent. Alibaba be selling everything fake, all the fake shoes. They probably be buying them bottles by bulk and putting anything in them bitches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, bro, they were fucking filling up water with tap water at one point. I'm That's what I'm water. saying. That's yeah. what I, I had a tap water bottle before. I'm like, this bitch ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo. I was like, yeah, I ain't never buying no water from this store no more. I started sniffing they fucking uh, fridge and shit. I'm like, yo, this bitch, it ain't no smell. What's going on? Like, fake water. Like, <laughs> bro, I'm getting like over uh, OCD with like if something's expired or not because I get food poisoning easily yeah so now with like fish and everything I buy I gotta smell the hell out of it I gotta make sure that I got it home in time like yeah if I got that bitch home in under 10 minutes I'll eat it but if it took me 20 minutes to get home I'm not eating it yeah. like I'm super paranoid about getting yeah. food poisoning and shit like that I feel you yeah yeah your, your stomach is a sensitive um, 
can fuck you Dang. over the whole day. It messes with your mind. That shit connected straight to your brain. Facts. So if you eating bad. All the doctors say that gut health is the most important health. Like yeah. it, it provides you the most amount of like stability and ease in life and shit. Your stomach not feeling good. You fucked. Yeah. So I stopped eating Indian food. I'm like, fuck this, man. Yeah, that shit get you. Yeah. See, you got to pick your battles. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you're going to want to get off. Like, fuck it, I'm about to hit this. About to give me uh, chicken tikka masala. Yeah, like, I got nothing to do tomorrow. Fuck it. Like, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. But I stopped eating meat, too, man. That was, like, one thing that was affecting my stomach. I, stopped- I got a shorty. She, uh, she's like, nigga, you got to stop eating now. And me, she vegan and shit. I'm like, fuck. Like, she was standing. She right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right. Once you stop, you get over it, man. You get after like you you miss chicken wings at first, like really bad, and then chicken sandwiches. I mean, while I chill with her, I'm like, I be on that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I cook some shit too. Like, I, I like cooking, so I don't. I don't really what do you what are you whipping up, man? Man, I be making pot roast and shit like that with the carrots, <laughs> potatoes. I make some pot roast. I make I make swordfish. I be making. I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll bust down the oysters, nigga. I'll do How'd you everything. learn how to cook, man? Huh? How'd you learn how to cook? Being fuck it, you can Google that shit, nigga. <laughs> like shit. But also, like I've been burnt up a stove. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I remember when I, I was fucked up. We, I was just eating eggs and potatoes and shit. I don't know what I, I, I try. I don't know what I try to cook this day. But this one I was trying to get saucy on or some shit. I, I remember when I first found zucchini and shit. I was. Cutting that shit up. I had burnt the whole damn stove down. Damn. Yeah. The crib, like, actually got fucked up or just the stove? Just the stove. Damn, man. Yeah. So it's trial and error, but I'm that nigga now. Nobody can't fuck with me. I'll be, I'll spaz out on the bitch real quick. Like, bitch, you cannot cook better than me. Like, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hard. But man. sometimes you that's when you fuck up at it, then you're gonna be the only one cooking this shit. Like No, those Gordon Ramsay tutorials are legit, man. Yeah. T- teaches you how to make a burger and shit. Like Shit I never heard before You like When you make a burger You're not supposed to keep Flipping the burger You're supposed to flip it One time throughout The whole process mm-hmm. But then you'll go to the barbecues And see people like Fucking throwing it here and there I'm like man You're fucking up The whole situation here Yeah I learned a lot from Gordon man Uh Like I was gonna ask you Um You worked with one of my boys Man Chavis Chandler Yeah Super super underrated That's artist. when I, I I used to work with him When I was When I was first Like started rapping this shit He's like, man, like, I, I know, I wish his, he got as much notoriety as he deserves. Like, he's super, super fucking talented. You know, those kind of artists are, like, rare to find, and they're true, true rappers, like, battle rappers, like, fucking, like, one-on-one, it's over type of situation. Um, when you look at him, how do you, do you, are you, like, a motivating force for him, too, or anything like that, or how do you guys keep connected? I mean... Like I told you, bro, I don't really be connected with niggas, but, like, I'm just doing shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have time for that shit unless niggas is doing on the same path as me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you at in this shit, I just be on the trajectory. If I if I see you on the, on the way, like, then we tapped in. But it just be hard staying in contact with people or not even just that. Like I said, with, with the situation with Rocky, I had made some music with him long time ago but I never even know and then I'm not I'm just now you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's like meet me meet me there you know what I'm saying no I hear what you're saying it's kind of like we meet at the same path or cross the path and let's yeah. work while we're there even though with the alchemist like that's not it's, that's like my uncle 
For real? Yeah. Like blood uncle? No, I'm talking about, we, uh, we call him Uncle Al, though. Oh, uh, for real? Yeah, I go over there, man. We, I sleep on this goddamn couch. We, we up so late, you know what I'm saying? He, he'll dip out. He, you don't even know when he gone. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, definitely Uncle Al, like, just a real mentor vibe. Like, he boosted my confidence a lot just with the shit. Like, just like, he told me one thing. He was like, some people got talent and some people got style. He's like, you got both. Yeah. And I, I won't never forget that shit because I, I actually seen, like, what he was saying because a lot of people have one without the other or they got, it's just, like, a lot of missing factors and shit. Yeah. That's, like, out of anybody to have somebody to gain knowledge from and talk to, that's, like, the ultimate person for yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I think even Eminem shouted him out when he was doing his uh, Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, I just, go, like, I just go over there and just sit over there with him and shit. That's cool. Yeah, bro, you got, like, you're so you're basically surrounded by, like, you know, you being a star on your own, but then some being surrounded by all these stars. And not only that they're stars, but that they're, they're stars in a different manner. It's like they're true, true, pure artists that didn't fucking sell out, basically. Yeah. A lot of these guys are like... That's why you don't deal. see me. Like I, like, I don't do interviews or nothing. I don't do much interviews. But when I do, like, I, I talk about it. But that's why you, like, when I post pictures with them people, like... And I'm kicking them. I'm just over there hanging with my homie and shit, like because like they, I'm actually learning so much from like about life. Cause I'm like that's my teachers really, like, like that's all I got, you know. Yeah, man. When you look at when we were talking about like uh, George Clinton and stuff like that, and his kind of that's like the purest form of an artist as you can possibly get, right? Yeah. It's interesting watching those guys and comparing it to what can you look at today and say is like our George Clinton or anything like that. Can you really find something Wait. like that ever again? Jimi Hendrix, like, will you ever see a motherfucker like that with that type of energy or impact into the music or entertainment? And what the hell was it about them? Was it the fucking drugs, the combination of the time? People care too much these days, I feel like. It's a lot of people that do have that that um, that smear, that style. But a lot of these people, you know what I'm saying? They shelter it a little bit. Like you were saying in the beginning of the interview, like people like it's about the money, man. Mm. It's about that money. People too worried about what people think or what they're gonna say. Yeah. Uh, ah man, how did Jimmy die again? Didn't he like put a didn't he like put a needle in his head or something like that? He they, like tried to inject heroin through his freaking head his skull. Jeez, man. Like what level of life are you it's on? About Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, I think I like uh, I feel like a studio that he recorded a lot of shit in there. I just recorded there. For real? Yeah. When I was in New York. Did you feel the energy? Hell yeah. My um my, the homie Steve Lacey, you ever heard of him? Mm. He R and B singer. Mm. He he got them hits. That boy and he you know I'm playing you know what I'm saying? He be playing that you know, them strings. But he invited me there, and it was, like, definitely energy in there. And I remember when he was, like, before I left, he was working, he was singing. He was, that shit was, that shit was crazy. Like, I had the homies in that bitch quiet. Everybody was about to shed a tear in that bitch. It was just, like, that powerful. Like, yeah. it was a good experience. Like, it was one of my favorite studios I've ever been to. Yeah. Uh, does anything, uh, as far as uh, the party in part goes, anything top the Eric Andre party? As far as it just fucking being like outrageous, it 
it, we be having Eric Andre nice. You know what I'm saying? No bullshit, but for it to be like a party, like a bit, like you know what I'm saying? Like, um, planned, like. It was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I got paid to perform at this shit. I'm like, all right, this shit kind of crazy. So nothing can top that, pretty much. Yeah, it was lit. It was lit. Because yeah. we we be having those nights, but it's like that shit was just too planned out. It was like <laughs> crazy as hell. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to promote before we sign off, man? Uh, I'm about to go on tour June 9th. Uh, microphone feeding out right now. You can go download that on everywhere, everything. Uh, Bob Payton. As soon as you see this shit, I'm starting at a rec A. Do you name your uh, paintings before you sell them? No, I don't. I don't, uh, don't got to do that. I don't name shit really. Come on, man! You can't not name a fucking painting. I do it. I don't be naming shit. Like, How do you know which one somebody wants? Like Z13. Like when we get that one, like it just. Bro, it's it's like it's a feeling. It's a you know what I'm saying. I don't never. I can name a song all day. I don't got to name a painting. Damn. I think it adds something to it. Yeah, but see, I painted multiple uh, album covers and shit. So those have names because they the name of the albums. But I ain't have to give them a name either. Yeah. Just the cover of this shit. Do you have a? Uh, I know one of your some have subjects. One of your um, one of your tapes, or I think it's one of your tapes is named after a famous Van Gogh Van left ear. Yeah, Van Gogh's left ear. Yeah, but she- I painted that cover too. His shit's fu- is it so was he actually like an inspiration for you? Like did you read his story and everything? Man, yeah. And I went to like what's the exhibit that they had? But like growing up in school they teach you about that shit. Yeah. But uh yeah. Van Gogh, man. I have a pair of his socks. Yeah. Dude's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this girl gave me a pair of socks. They're like, it's uh it's one of his paintings. It's fucking fu- I was actually gonna wear it today. That's so fucking weird. Yeah, I started to wear the sweater that I got, but I'm like, I ain't gonna wear that. That's crazy that you said that. There's one in De- there's like a whole thing in Detroit about it. I yeah, mean, like you can go actually walk. Yeah, it's through like a submersive uh, exhibit. Yeah. Was, you, did you walk the, through it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's fire as fuck, bro. Yeah. Still paying homage to that guy to this day. Um, who's your mo- who's your most inspiration? Like as far as paintings concerned, who do you look at as one of your influences? Um. Sorayama, uh. Of course, Murakami, Damien Hirst. One of my favorite artists is uh, Francis Bacon. But if you just check out Francis Bacon or you will see why it's like, I can't, I can't even, I ain't gonna do you like that. You just gotta look at it. Yeah, it's just like that shit wicked. <laughs> that shit wicked. But Francis Bacon is probably one of my favorite. Shut up. Uh, look, man, I know you don't do many uh, talks and podcasts and stuff, so it's awesome for you yeah, to come Yeah, I appreciate on. it. I, I wanted to do this. I'm like, this is the coolest hell. Yeah. And like I said, it's like I'll be seeing a lot of uh, Detroit rappers on this bitch. I'm like, let me go over there and be on my bullshit. It'll be fun as hell. I think some people, it's like, I feel like, like you ever want to just make up your life for a day sometimes? Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes people will just be like, let me just make up my fucking life. No, I really plan to come on this bitch and say a bunch of shit <laughs> that... I didn't do, like, or I did a lot of shit first, but my shit be real as hell. Like, I wanted to say a lot of shit, but I didn't want to. It would have sounded crazy enough, like, but I wanted to just lie through in the whole interview. But I was like, you know what? I ain't never really li- used to lie, so I'm like, I ain't never do that <laughs> shit. 
But, but niggas say, gonna look at this shit. They gonna be like, this nigga lying like a motherfucker. But no, it's on paper. Yeah. It's on paper. Oh yeah, my shit. Yeah, my shit. That, I got. You have a Wikipedia, man. Ninety nine percent of artists don't have a Wikipedia. No, but my favorite one, uh, cause I had, I had the nigga that said he was the first nigga rapping about buffs, but he was like, then, did he uh, show love to uh, Rich Ken? Yeah, he did. He. But he said it was after him when it wasn't. It was before Rich Ken. No, was Rich Ken. I remember watching that shit. City Stars Entertainment. That video when the fireworks went off, man, I remember watching that shit as a kid. Yeah. I actually made a song called, like, it was like a, a rendition, like, a, I ain't got no buffs, but your bitch wanna fuck. That was the hook. So, but I, that's what I was on. Like, that's what I always, I never cared about wearing buffs and none of that shit. Yeah. I don't care about none of that shit. Yeah, Ken had all the way, uh, white buffies make these hoes wanna fuck. Yeah, all shit. white buffies got these hoes wanna fuck. And so there was like a little documentary series about him getting proven wrong. But the funny part is a bunch of people are saying that Cheddar Boys were actually the first ones to rap about Buzz. It's probably so, but I remember seeing uh, Rich Ken. Yeah. But I like how that shit was like, dun, dun. <laughs> that shit was funny. It's so I'm dramatic, like, bro. I'm like, oh, shit. It's so dramatic for that shit. I hit him up, too, man. I was like, yo, man, you're the really Rich Ken? He's too famous for me or something. He's I was the man? first Detroit rapper selling pains. Like, <laughs> I can say that. That shit can nah, get. Hell no. Nah. It can't be, man. So, I was. You think? Look it up. That Probably look it up. <laughs> look, 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 look. You can't. No hey, boom. it's going to be another nigga that pop up. Like, hold on, nigga. Man, this is this dude who came on. He said he was uh, Michael Jordan's abandoned son, man. I still can't wait to post that. Man. One, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I probably wasn't the first Detroit rapper selling pains, but mm, I would say overseas selling pains. Like, I've been in Australia, Germany, you know what I'm saying? Ireland selling pains, getting, you know what I'm saying? All type of the balloons and shit. I, I, I could definitely say that. Dude, that's facts. When so. you're when you're in different countries selling paintings, you you're not just like walk. You can't just walk with these paintings. Hell no. I mean, I get off the bus and I go in the venue. And I, I got that bitch at the merch table. When I go to the I go to the merch table every night. Go give shake people hands, hug baby, kiss babies and shit. Then I had the pain right there. They be like, "Oh, you selling that? And that bitch be gone." <laughs> so I like I, I keep two, uh, two to three a night. You know what I'm saying? Preferably, you just keep one up that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Gives the essence of that's the last one left. Damn. It's the way you sell this shit. You can't just be, oh, I got all this shit. You got too much for a nigga to buy. It's too much. It's just too much for him. It's overwhelming. Yeah, man. The one of one type shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a, it's all perception with people. You gotta know what you're doing, man. People. Yeah. I know how to do this shit. I didn't did this shit. Did you make more money off of painting or musical? Yeah, I done made I done made a lot of money off more money off paintings. That's fucking crazy, bro. But I, yeah, no. But see, I told you like I put the money from the paintings into music, so it's like it it go hand in hand. But I, I didn't got that paper off them paintings, like yeah. for sure. Legendary, legendary talk, bro. Hopefully, you can come back again. Keep us Hell updated. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back. I'm gonna give it a year or two so I can have some more stories to tell you. For sure. Hell yeah. Do you feel like? Do you feel like there was? Do you told all the stories you wanted to tell? You feel like Hell you, no. I'll be in this bitch talking all day. I, I, all right, man. That's I if you want to close out, we'll close out. It's cool. Um, Z Loopers was in the building. One, two years. God damn. It's come back in like five months, man. Okay, cool. Shit, but, man. You don't need to but, be. 
But uh, you know, yeah. it's always about consistency, right? Like how Joe Rogan always has like. I, I give you, I give you six months. We be in the middle. Six months, man. You gotta yeah. build, like you build, bro. Like slowly. Yeah, I come. I just come hang with you. You know. Yeah, what I'm come saying? through, man. Come fucking. That shit cool. It's cool that you're you know you're the most established artist that's been on this podcast that is just different from Detroit music. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I came to do it just so I could let niggas know, like I'm not y'all <laughs> niggas, bro. I know y'all. A lot of these niggas don't like me a lot, but the niggas that do fuck with me, like. Shout out to y'all niggas Cause y'all are real niggas and That's why I, <laughs> But niggas My niggas don't like me They like this nigga crazy as hell yeah. Yep <laughs> uh, Appreciate you being a part of the Z Loopers In the building High Low Vision Shooting these productions We're at Parallel Sound Studio We're out Peace